Welcome to the Akashic Musings Podcast. My name is Laura Mazzotta, and I will be your guide during this sacred experience. I'm an Akashic healer and teacher, and I've also been a therapist for almost 20 years. This podcast is your go-to opportunity for all things healing, inspiration, and empowerment. I will be sharing potent wisdom from divine intelligence in the space of the Akashic Records. For more understanding of what the Akashic Records are, I encourage you to listen to episode one or head over to my website at www.theakashictherapist.com. I'm so grateful to have you here, receiving the powerful energetic shifts that radiate through these messages. Just by listening in, you're doing your part to raise the vibration of the planet and fully realize our natural state of wellness and vitality. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of the Akashic Musings podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about why using your voice is so important. And this topic is really close to my heart because when I was growing up, I was a very noisy human. And let's be real, I'm still kind of a noisy human. Um, But I would just say whatever came to my mind. I had no filter. And I was taught that I needed to be more conscious of that and to be respectful and conscious of who's in the room and how they would receive my words. And that's nobody's fault. That's just the cultural conditioning that I was born into. And very often, most of us are born into that, which is to kind of defer to the collective and defer to the group in which we're communicating ourselves because we want to fit in and we want to move forward and we want to be successful. And What I adopted was a mantra, less is more. And so for years, I would just say less is more, less is more. Listen more and talk less. And that did help me to a degree. I mean, it helped my listening skills a little bit, but it also helped me kind of be more of an observer of those around me and of my environment, which I think was was very helpful for me to just have that observational perspective. But um, because I'm kind of like taking in cues from my environment, before I just kind of come in and blurt things out, right? But unfortunately, what happens with this too is that we end up curbing ourselves and we end up giving ourselves the message that we can't trust our voice and that we can't trust ourselves because we might say something that shuns us. We might say something that interferes with our success or moving forward. And what I know now is that the more authentic we can be, the more wild and crazy we can be, the better. Because those people that think it's too much, those people that feel like it's aversive, will turn their their head and go the other way, right? And that's a good thing. It serves both of us because they're not interested in being on my path. Instead, what happens is I curb myself. I end up having all these people in my life who aren't really all that big of fans of me. And then I don't feel supported and then I feel isolated or I don't feel like I fully fit in or I end up adjusting who I am and how I show up because I want to belong, right? And this doesn't serve anybody. We want to be really aware of where we are curbing ourselves. Where are you using a filter? I have fully returned to not using a filter and it's so liberating and it's so blissful 
And you know what else it does? It brings the most ideal, connected people into my life that are just the just the right fit for me. Soulmate friends, soulmate partners, soulmate clients who are in my life because they love all my wild and crazy. They know who I am. They trust my intentions. They trust my heart. They know where I'm coming from. And it's not a judgment, right? And even if there are small judgments, because we're humans after all, it doesn't interfere with our intimacy or relationship because they know my heart and they know who I am. So there's the question around being aware of where you're filtering yourself. That can be with certain people and certain situations and certain environments and just being conscious of where you feel you need to filter. And are there any places in your life where you don't have a filter at all? where you can be completely and totally yourself. Most of the time, this is the home environment for people. But there's a lot of people who don't feel safe in their home environment or don't feel like they can be fully themselves. And so it's important for you to identify where can I use my voice in a way where it's fully accepted. And that might mean that you go into public speaking. It might mean that you go into advocacy. But know that your voice was given to you for a reason, that your voice matters and that you deserve to live in the fullest expression of yourself. And that's a lot of the times a problem for people because they're afraid of the fullest expression of themselves because it's it's daunting to them or it makes them feel like they're almost like they're hiding from their own power. You know, we end up hiding, we think we're hiding from other people, but we're actually hiding from ourselves. We haven't fully accepted our own voices yet. Okay? So Our voice was given to us to express, to be present. Otherwise, we wouldn't have a voice box, okay? We're not meant to sit on the sidelines. We're not meant to just watch all the time. We're meant to express ourselves, speak up for ourselves, speak up for those who cannot, and bring out the most beautiful and authentic versions of ourselves. When we don't use our voices authentically, we are communicating to our bodies that it is not safe to express ourselves because we're holding back. And when we communicate to our bodies that we are not safe, especially over and over again, our nervous system's going to hide. Our nervous system's going to shrink back. It's going to play small. And it's going to have an adverse reaction to when you do want to use your voice. It's going to feel anxiety. It's going to feel tension. And so it's important to practice using our voice because there's nobody like you in this world. Nobody sees life the way you do. Nobody can say things exactly the way you do. And your voice is meant to draw in those other people who are having trouble using their voices that need an example, that desire to know that there's somebody out there that's just like them, that thinks like them, that operates like them, that there's nothing wrong with them, that they fit in, that they belong. And I will go so far as to say that even the vibration of your unique voice is medicine to someone else's soul because the unique vibration of your voice resonates with those who are meant to hear your message. Like, it's funny because I think I sound like a man and I've always said that like, oh, I have a man voice. (laughs) Like listening to my voice is something that I've become really accustomed to over the years with working online and doing all these recordings and things like that. But um, every single person in my world feels that my voice is massively soothing. And it's funny because I'll even receive meditations from other people and they say, oh my gosh, I love this. And I'll listen to it. 
and I cannot stand the person's voice. Like it's like nails on a chalkboard and I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot do this. Like their message is beautiful. They're a beautiful soul, but I can't, like it just doesn't resonate with me, but it resonates to someone else. And so that's the other piece is like simply the resonance and the vibration and the frequency of your specific voice benefits the people who are meant to come to you. So when you use it, it's almost like the siren song, right? For somebody who is really looking for comfort or guidance or a safe place to rest okay but going back to the power piece with the voice like when we don't use it we deprive ourselves of being seen for who we truly are which honestly can be a subconscious sabotage tactic because it's like oh well if i'm fully seen then i'm in the spotlight then people are going to see that I'm not as good as I think I am. Like that imposter syndrome comes up, right? But I promise you, there are very few things more soul crushing than depriving yourself of being seen for who you truly are. Because when other people can't see you that way because you're not sharing yourself, it's a reflection of how you're not seeing yourself that way. You're not crystal clear on your desires. You're not crystal clear on exactly who you are, what you're meant to do here, and where you're going in this lifetime. So the more you use your voice, the more clarity you're going to have on exactly how you're meant to express your soul's purpose. So I really encourage you to play with this a little bit. In a safe relationship, in a safe space, even on your own, record some voice memos and listen back to them. Take back your voice. Get your non-negotiables in order so that you can beeline to your desires. What are the non-negotiables? What are you available for? What are you not available for? What is that thing that makes you so passionate that you could talk about it all day long? What do you want to scream from the rooftops because you feel like you want to be an advocate? Because that's what I think of when I think about voice. I think about advocacy, using your voice. And when we think about advocacy, we think about that on a larger scale, like you know, advocating for people who are not as privileged, advocating for people who cannot use their voice or choose not to or feel paralyzed with using their voices, right? I also see advocacy as for ourselves. And I learned that through my own physical health journey, which is being an advocate for myself in the medical system and being able to speak up for my body and the things that my body was communicating that all the data was showing something different, but my body was saying what it was saying. And it was so clear that when I listened to that, I was feeling better. And so we get to use our voices as advocacy for our own emotions, for our own bodies, for our own energy, for setting clear boundaries with people so that we can maintain our vibration and use our voice in a more demonstrative, bold way. There's voice coaches out there. There's people who help you really fine tune and strengthen your voice so that you can show up more boldly and be more intentional and precise with exactly what you are desiring to deliver with potency. And when I first met one of my earliest mentors on this journey, I remember saying to her, wow, like, the language you use, the way that you speak, the way that you communicate yourself. I'm, I was just in awe of it. It was so smooth and so intentional and so precise. And she said, she's like, that'll come with time. And she was absolutely right. I just needed to rise more into my own knowing and into 
being clear on my own desires and the confidence of what I'm here for and what I'm meant for. So that can feel daunting. And that's why we just start to play with the voice. (laughs) So just start to play with your voice. Don't allow fear to stop you from taking this step. Again, you can practice it in private. You can practice it with close loved ones. But either start sitting with your desires and speak them out loud to the universe or start to record yourself and listen back to it so you can become accustomed to receiving your own vibration and then reach out to me if you need help and support in this area. You can email me at emergehealingandwellness@gmail.com, at gmail.com or you can visit me on my website at www.theakashictherapist.com. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode and I'll see you next week on another episode of the Akashic Musings podcast. Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Akashic Musings podcast. I'm so grateful you're taking the time to integrate healing at the deepest level. If you loved this episode, connect with me on Instagram at Emerge Healing and Wellness or contact me through my website at www.theakashictherapist.com. I'll see you next week on the next episode of the Akashic Musings podcast. Bye for now and have a wonderful week.